and welcome back to Two Pills in a Pod. I'm Candice. And I'm Jessica. And today we are going to be talking about a very important topic that is anti-Asian racism. It has been very prevalent in the society lately and we just feel that it is important for us to talk about it. Today we are joined by one of my best friends, Sharon. She is living in San Francisco right now and she works there as an engineer. Honestly, I don't know what kind of engineer. <laughs> She's an engineer. Hi, everyone. Um, my name is Sharon. I don't actually live in San Francisco, but like nearby, somewhere mm-hmm. in the Bay Area. I don't know why Candice doesn't know what kind of engineer I am, even though we've been friends for like... I know. I actually know what kind of engineer you are. You're like product engineer, product design engineer. Oh, yeah. I see. You know yes. that. I know. <laughs> I just don't want to get it wrong. <laughs> the reason why we have our Sharon to join us on this episode is simply because all three of us are Asian women and we are living in a Western country. So Jessica and I are living in the UK and Sharon is living in America. These are the places where news have surfaced, where there have been more hate crimes and violence against Asians, specifically Eastern Asians. Racism against Asian has always been there, but it has been more apparent since the start of the pandemic. We have seen articles where people have used slurs such as Chinese virus and Kung flu and asking Asian peoples to go back to your own country. Since 2020, there has been a 150% increase in Asian attacks, 60% of which have been directed at Asian women in the US. Anti-Asian hate crimes have also increased by almost 300% during the pandemic in the UK. And Asians were targeted in nearly 3,800 hate crimes in the past year. I guess my question to you both is that what has been happening? Yeah, Sharon, do you want to talk about it? Yeah, I mean, there are so like there are just so many to list. I don't even really catch up with what's happening all the time, so I only really see you know what's being spread around like on social media by my friends. I know it's it's very limiting, but like at the same time. It's also for my mental health, you know, like Mm. I don't want to be always on the top of it because it is affecting me, you know, just reading all this type, you know, all this kind of things. I think one of the most, like the biggest one I feel is the shooting in Atlanta. Um, So eight people were killed. Um, Majority of them were actually Asian women. They're just like our moms and our aunts, um, Asian immigrants working at like spas and nail salons and stuff like that. So it's really, really heartbreaking to have like a stranger coming to where you work every day and then just start shooting at you and eventually killing you. So yeah, that was one of the big one. I mean, there's like, I think one of the kind of like initial trigger was the killing of an 80-something-year-old Thai man uh, that was living in San Francisco, someone just kind of randomly ran up to him and then basically tackled him to the ground. Even though it didn't kill him instantly, but nobody actually come up to someone, tackle them so hard, you know, onto a concrete ground without the intention to kill them. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So for what? We don't know. And then that person just kind of ran away. The time and eventually was discovered. And then on the way to the hospital or something like that, he didn't survive. So that was really sad. Mm-hmm. And just like a bunch of like random things that's popping up here and there, you know, and this woman was punched in the face, mm-hmm. like randomly in the street of San Francisco. Mm-hmm. And I think one of the most recent one that kind of like shocked me is the fact that those are two Indonesian teenagers in Philadelphia. I think they were like in a 
train station or something like that. Mm-hmm. And a group of people basically just harassed them and bullied them and then slapped them. What which the is hell? like re- like yeah, a really random series of things. Like for what, right? Like it sounds like to me there is there is super unsolicited just hate fuel. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you feel threatened then? Do you feel like it's not safe to live in where you're living now because of all this happening? Because it's so close to you as well. Yeah, I. you know what? Like I was speaking to one of my coworkers who happened to be an Asian woman as well. To be honest, I'm quite privileged. I live in a safe environment, safer environment, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? And I go home and I have like enough food on the table. I don't have to leave my mm-hmm. house to go to work. I can work from home and... I see all these things on the news and I feel very disturbed, mm. like as if I am threatened. Mm. I feel threatened, but at the same time, I also am not threatened, if you know mm-hmm. what I mean. So I feel more threatened for people who are um, more vulnerable, you know, people that are older, people that have to go to work, that have to like take public transportation to get anywhere. Mm. But at the same time, just today, actually, I was like planning to go to get some bath rocks, you know, mm-hmm. like I just need some new bath mm-hmm. mats. And then I was like, do I go by myself? That kind mm-hmm. of thought, which is really, really inconvenient and really wrong yeah. to feel that way. And also, like, I think it's a simple thing, like walking anywhere. I think um, I was in San Francisco, like, I think last week, I was walking with two of my Asian American coworkers. And then, like, passing by people, especially those that are not Asian, I suddenly have this sort of, like, weird kind of what do you call it like defense mm. you know like i like i have to be strong mm-hmm. in front of these people mm-hmm. because you can't bully me which is also very mm-hmm. wrong to feel that way like i don't want to always feel yeah. like you need to protect yourself exactly okay these people are staring at me and my friends because we're asian mm-hmm. and they hate us and that is such a wrong thing to feel mm-hmm. i feel mm-hmm. or like going out you know now that we all have to wear masks i feel like i have to invest in like a pair of sunglasses (laughs) so that I can cover as many features as possible on my face that indicate I'm an Asian person. Yeah. I think in a way, I feel like I feel threatened. But at the same time, I feel more for those people that actually have to leave their house and go around earning Mm -hmm. very little. So I just feel like this is unfair for them, especially Mm -hmm. our our elders that physically are more vulnerable as well. You know, they can't really defend Mm -hmm. themselves. A lot of these immigrants Mm -hmm. don't even speak the language. Like As far as I'm concerned, it's like, these Asian elder immigrants mm-hmm. are the least threatening beings, you know? Like, yeah. they just go about their life. They just want to earn, like, the minimum in order for them to be able to support their family. Mm-hmm. Yet, they are targeted, which is, for me, is, like, beyond my understanding. Yeah. I think probably it's one of the reasons why they were targeted as well, because they were seen as harmless and they can't defend themselves. So it's a much easier target. They represent the Asian community. So they're still Asian at the end of the day, but they are not your regular young, strong guy that they can attack, that can Mm -hmm. possibly defend themselves. The elderly are more vulnerable and they are more helpless and they're defenseless. So it makes them such an easy target as well to hateful people. Yeah, I agree. I just feel like regardless of your race, regardless of your culture, it's a given that you have to respect your elders. And it's a given Mm -hmm. that you do not harm people that are helpless. Innocent people. Exactly. Innocent. And it's just like the same thing as you don't hurt kids. You don't Mm -hmm. hurt animals. You don't hurt older people. If you want to really pick a fight, pick a fight with someone 
of your size of like、mm. your strength.、Mm-hmm. I just feel like there's only one agenda behind all these attacks, which is hate. Like there's no、yes. way for you to like, oh, I, you know, I'm looking at like this older person who is like extremely helpless. I'm gonna try and hurt them, punch them in the face because、mm-hmm. they can't do anything back. There's no reason behind it, but hate.、Yeah. I just feel. I suppose in the UK as well, things have got pretty bad lately. So one of the most recent examples would be when the prime minister made a video sending Chinese New Year greetings to the Chinese British, and the public reaction was very grotesque. I I would describe it as、um, some people commented under the video saying that celebrating a festival in a country that gave us pretty much hell in our life. For the last eleven months, I'm not sure this feels right, and people just saying that we couldn't, we shouldn't celebrate on New Year because of a virus stemming from China. We don't deserve to be celebrating Chinese New Year because of the chaos that we've caused. These are all just very baseless accusations, and just it just goes to show how much people hate, how much people just. Want to blame somebody for the things that are happening、mm-hmm. in the world right now,、mm-hmm. and because just because the virus comes from China,、mm-hmm. doesn't mean the whole Chinese community is conspiring against the world to create a pandemic. You know, if anything, we have suffered as well because according to research, the virus affects people of minor ethnicities worse than they affect white people. So, oh really? I didn't know that. Yeah, we have like higher rate of getting coronavirus compared to so Southeast Asian ethnicities、um, have higher rate of getting coronavirus compared to the white people. So, I mean, if you if if you're saying that people are trying to have someone to blame on, I mean, say if the virus is coming from like Western countries, would they get the same hatred as well? Would they get get the same? I mean, would they get all this racist comment as well? If it's coming from a Western country, I don't think it will. Just because it's coming from China, why are all the Asians getting all the blame? If it's coming from America, like would is is there going to have like any racist comment against Americans or like British people? I don't. I don't think it will. This is just so wrong in lots of levels. I think. Yeah, I, I totally agree. I feel like、um, at the beginning of the pandemic. The moment Wuhan and like China, I think maybe Taiwan too. You know, they did the lockdown very, very early, and、mm. they were able to contain it really quickly. I know. I, I remember seeing all these like, oh, they built like hospitals in two days, whatever, and they were doing、mm. really good. And then suddenly Italy was like the spotlight, right? Like they were doing really bad, and yeah,、um, Italians were like sharing on social media, wear mask. Like seriously, you don't want to be like us. You remember that? Like when、mm. they, I think they were like the first country to actually. Became that bad,、yeah. and I remember seeing people like, "Why is there no backlash?" You know,、mm-hmm. in Italy, right? I mean, now that the virus is already in Italy and they are doing really bad, they you know they were not doing a good job in containing the virus. Suddenly, it's excusable. So I think going back to what you said, Jess, is like, will it be you know, would it actually cause the same like ripple effect? All this like anti-Asian hate、mm-hmm. on other races had it been caused by a different. You know, country, for example. Exactly. Had it been originated from another country, I don't remember actually hearing the same thing. Or maybe I was ignorant. To be honest, I was young. Like you know about Ebola, about SARS. You know the、mm-hmm. first SARS.、Mm-hmm. 
I never really heard any sort of virus like being associated to an actual race. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's it's really interesting for me to to think about. I guess the likes of SARS, it happened what two thousand and two and two thousand and three, and it was almost twenty years ago. There was no repercussion from social media as well because a lot of times news are made so much worse through social media social media was not a thing back then so any news that has come has probably been thoroughly vetted and thoroughly researched before it is published so that the public is not scaremongering for no reason that's probably the difference between what happened in 2002 and what happens today because me, you, anyone can just put up an article tomorrow mm-hmm. without doing any research and saying that freaking oranges can cure coronavirus. Yep. I think social media, while it can do us a lot of good, it can also be very damaging. Yeah, I completely agree. I think we can all agree that some people <laughs> that like try to plant into the mass like this idea of like it's a Chinese virus, you know, like all Asian people have this virus, I don't know, Kung Flu, mm-hmm. and you know who that person is. I feel like they know what they're doing. They are doing this on purpose. We know how the media has been used as a weapon against mm-hmm. like a certain group of people, for example. So yeah, I, I feel like it, it could be a different, like a completely different topic, but like how social media and media in general now have or mm-hmm. they gain traction, like they understand that this is how powerful we could be. And like it's obvious there's a like a very strong agenda behind all this to target China. Mm-hmm. And but they just maybe didn't know that this China target could actually become something even bigger, right? That's why they're like, oh my god, this is out of control. They're hating on all Asian. They look at one Asian person, they just kind of assume it's Chinese, which is a whole different like topic and is extremely problematic too, right? Mm-hmm. Like they just assume every every Asian person is Chinese, <laughs> which is not true. Yeah, we were talking about that actually yesterday about when strangers come up to you on the street and started saying ni hao to you and automatically assuming that you're Chinese. Mm-hmm. What is your take on that? Do you have any experiences of racism that you have encountered in your time in a Western country? I mean, I can't really think of one that is, um, I guess, like driven by hate, but more like driven by ignorance you know like mm. i know they don't have any bad intentions or anything but obviously walking on the street having people either saying ni hao or konnichiwa i'm like i'm neither you know like i mean i am i understand chinese but it's just like it's just really disturbing you know like mm. cat calling but like <laughs> to a, on a different level i just feel like it's a very it's so good that you brought this up because this anti-Asian thing, like narrative, is actually mm-hmm. dated way back. The idea that Asian people are inferior, you know, in a lot of ways. You because, know how like Asian men yes. have always been like, maybe not now because of K-pop, <laughs> thanks BTS. Mm-hmm. But, like, you know, Asian men have always been like labeled as inferior physically, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah, weak, nerdy. Exactly. And the Asian women, on the other hand, like it's very important for us to know is that if you look at most of the movies we watch that are produced by Western countries, they always portray Asian women as someone who's like hypersexualized. We are either prostitutes or someone who can't really speak English properly. Like we have mm-hmm. a very strong accent. And mm-hmm. like I was looking at this one post and it just became more apparent to me. Like we've always been portrayed as that. Like for example, even in Mean Girls. I yeah. love Mean Girls, you know, like and I realized that the only one like really strong Asian character is this girl who is like 
a leader of like a I think a like a girl gang at school mm-hmm. kind of thing a clique and mm-hmm. she was like having a an affair with the gym teacher yes I remember that scene yes that's how Asian people especially women are portrayed yeah so it became the foundation right like I think all these attacks are also motivated because of that because they have a feeling that we're so vulnerable on the other hand like something that I can't really speak too much about I think it's because I'm not really like familiar with it but I've seen some somewhere on Instagram I know it's not like the most reliable like um, source but this is in response to a I think a robbery of an Asian household in San Francisco and even in the black community they are aware that there's a lot of I guess songs that glorify attacking Asian people if you want to rob rob from Asian households because they have gold at home you know like that kind of stereotype even though this is not something that is supported by the black community at all you know how rap songs are you know some of them are meant to be thought-provoking and like sometimes a little bit controversial and like maybe people just write it for fun or maybe we have to understand that the lyrics are not always to be taken too literally but the fact that it is glorified in the song it is problematic right like that means they already portrayed us as easy target and a lot of people may not take it too seriously like oh it's just a song you know it's just a lyric but like maybe some people actually i mean there's a reason why that lyric was there in the first place you know it was inspired by real life happenings have you guys heard about model minority myth Mm -hmm. have you heard about it no Shad, do you want to explain what modern minority myth is? I mean, you can always chime in. Modern minority myth basically is the myth that Asian people are like the role models for most minorities. Like we are <laughs> the best, quote unquote, mm-hmm. minorities. Because why? Because the way we are portrayed, the kids are smart. We study very hard. We go to swim classes. <laughs> we are good you know, at math. We're good mm-hmm. at math, which is like, really silly um mm-hmm. and beyond being kids also like the the parenting is very strict we know how to be good parents as business people for example like you know when you're already working you're very successful you become an engineer or a lawyer mm-hmm. you know all mm-hmm. these like really good stuff the reason why they want to portray us as that is because it will make it easier for them for them being like the white supremacists okay mm-hmm. um to say like we're not racist i mean if we're racist why are these asian people doing very well in their life mm-hmm. that means maybe the mexican people and the black people are just not diligent enough to achieve what they want to achieve mm-hmm. we're not stopping anyone from succeeding that's why they put asian in that one category because they want to have a way to justify why racism is not real but it's a myth Um, why is it a myth because in reality is that asian people experience racism in a lot of ways Mm -hmm. we're all struggling differently all Mm -hmm. these minorities are victims to white supremacy and not all asian people are rich not all asian people are successful not all asian kids are good at math i mean this is all the truth you know in fact i see somewhere um actually the other day is that some of the poorest people in new york are asian people they're asian immigrants Mm -hmm you're familiar with like how like some people in hong kong live right in those like very Mm -hmm. famous like Mm -hmm. tiny cubicles it's very much the same they pay like what nine dollars a day to live there yeah very bad living conditions they work day and night 
So how is that an example of a successful minority? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It happens with like all different types of stereotypes as well, not just against Asian mm-hmm. stereotypes. I mean, I can attest to that. Like I'm bad at math. You know, Sharon used to do my math homework for me. <laughs> so <laughs> I'm, I'm not your model minority. And mm-hmm. I think you touched on that earlier, Sharon, but it's also from our education as well, how our parents mm-hmm. taught us because we have always been taught to keep to ourselves and we have to uphold the family's honors and sometimes by speaking up you might cause shame you know you might be the talk of the town in in the community and a lot mm-hmm. of parents don't want that and family honor is very important in especially eastern asian cultures you need to mm-hmm. uphold your family honor and it has dated back thousands and thousands of years as well and I'm not saying that it's our fault, but we definitely are not doing ourselves any favor because, for example, even for myself, whenever I tell my mom that I've encountered racist um, mm-hmm. during my time overseas, she would just tell me things like, you know, you're living in other people's country, mm-hmm. which is true. So she just say, just let them be. It's their place. It's their country. Pretend you didn't what? hear it. Just walk away. You're in their country, so you just have to suck it out. That's crazy. Exactly. But that's all she knew. That's the way she thinks it will protect me by not speaking up. I have been told, I have been warned from when I was young not to retaliate against racism, just to walk away and pretend that I was okay with that. And the older I get and the more I have encountered passive-aggressive racism, Mm -hmm. the more I think no like no I'm not standing for this you know like if you are racist to me you need to suffer the consequences well not suffer as in like I'll punch them but they, you need they need to know that they're being racist and they need to know that they're wrong they sometimes exactly. they just didn't realize that they're doing they're they're acting racist and sometimes exactly. they, they just thought that they're just make having fun like making fun of you but it's it's not funny <laughs> yeah. no it, it's definitely not funny it hurts because yeah. words yeah. hurts and it hurt to be to be stereotyped like that, to be assumed. Mm. Like, for example, one of the incidents that annoyed me the most was when somebody used, like, used a comedy as a form to lace racism. So he was saying something about, oh, um, it's okay, I'm not a racist. Like, my wife is from, I don't know, for example, like Vietnam or something, right? And he, he's, he thinks just because his wife is Asian, it gives him the right to pass comments on like racial slurs saying that, oh, like what part of China are you from? Like, how, how do you know that I'm from China? <laughs> you know, it's not okay. Just because you think that it's a joke, just because you pass it off as a joke doesn't make it okay. Yeah. I mean, do you not think that sometimes it's just the background of those people, like those racist people that they are just uneducated and uncultured? in general like because they're just brought up in an environment of like um surrounded by white people and they're not used to having people of other races in their environment so but well that doesn't mean that they can pass on comments like this i mean i haven't experienced any racist attack myself um until like recently um during this pandemic i came across a guy who came up to me like i was outside of tesco and he came up to me and say chinese 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 and i was like what the hell like i never encountered any racist attack before until like i come across this and that was during like the peak of coronavirus yeah i was like what what the hell and 
I was shocked, and then I just pointed middle finger at him. I mean that that might not be the best way to do to respond to it, but I was like, I don't want you to think that you can just say anything you want to me, and I don't want you to think that just because I'm a girl, just because you are a bigger man than me, doesn't mean that you can just just attack me with like the racist comments. Like what the hell? Sometimes you just need to learn how to stand up for yourself and not just let, like you say, like Asians were told to like try to be low profile, be low key, try not to um, confront any like racist attacks. But I don't think it's right. And I think now that this stop Asian hate thing um, is going around now, I think it's important to emphasize that we need to emphasize this issue and we need to bring up this issue and we need to talk about it and i'm not being ambitious and like trying to educate other people but like we need to have this awareness basically yeah you know i actually totally agree with you we're done just like letting people do whatever they want to us you know mm-hmm. like uh, i speak up more you know like if it if it was someone that i know for example like i'm familiar with them and they make a comment or like, what do you call that again? Like passive aggressive racism or like mm-hmm. saying something that is based on ignorance. Like they probably don't know that they're actually being racist. I would try to speak up and say like, that is not okay. You can only ignore so much because can you ignore whenever someone is coming at you and punching you in the face until like, let's say you lose your sight. I mean, that is, oh, actually on the same note, like actually a girl, 19 year old, just got shot in the face and now she's going to be permanently impaired. Can you ignore that at that point? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So do we want to wait until that happens and then we like start doing something, right? So I agree, like maybe we don't fight them, you know, like, because I don't believe in violence, to be honest. Like Mm -hmm. as much as I want to fight back, I don't know if I'm able to fight back, but like, you know what I mean? I think it's good to like, be involved in, you know, raising awareness, you know, making sure that people understand. Like what just said previously, is it because these people are ignorant? Is it because these people are educated? I agree to an extent because being racist doesn't mean that you're uneducated. There's a lot of mm-hmm. educated people that are extremely racist. Mm-hmm. This is something that is super deeply rooted. Um, whoever started this whole idea of like, there is such thing called white supremacy or like one race is better than the other. Mm-hmm. He is probably dead. But, um, you know, this is this is the repercussion, right? Like, it is very sad. I feel like a lot of these white people are hanging on to this like idea of white supremacy because they don't have anything else to hang on to. Mm-hmm. Because they mm-hmm. realize that at the end of the day, we're all humans, you know? And mm-hmm. I, I can't speak for them because I'm not white. But, but like, how does it feel to be portrayed as like, the supreme race mm-hmm. in the entire world and suddenly realizing that you're not you know what i mean mm-hmm. it is a sad reality but i feel like it's something that a lot of people would not want to sacrifice but i feel like i was just wondering how did all this thing happen because like in asia countries where we were brought up even our culture will not our culture like even our countries always have that thought of like being inferior and like the white country the the western countries are always the superior one anything that's made in britain anything that's made in america is always better than anything that's made in china how how did all this happen i mean is it just stereotype or i just don't know how did how did all this happen 
a lot of it I see from colonization period. Mm-hmm. It seems like all these people are doing their own thing, and suddenly, like mm-hmm. Western countries, even you know, all these colonies basically coming to these places and then like basically coercing them to like you know respecting them in a forceful way, right? Um, mm-hmm. If you don't respect me, if you don't do what I want you to do, I'll kill you. So I feel like mm-hmm. this sort of like hundreds of years, like you know, like, this is century long, mm-hmm. is able to like. Are you able to change it? Yeah, I mean, implant yeah these people's perception of what is beautiful, what is good, what is mm-hmm. smart, what is better. So like, it could be as simple as I want to be light skin. A lot of people mm-hmm. don't want to be dark skin. Or like, mm-hmm. um, I want to have sharp nose, like those mm-hmm. Europeans, for example. And this seems very trivial, but you know, this is one of the many things that kind of like makes us feel that Western are better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I don't know how to reverse that. I feel like a lot of it has to do with like exposure. Mm-hmm. I understand like wanting to learn, basically that there's more to life than like you know yeah. uh, comparing us to like for example other races because um mm-hmm. i think i can only speak for indonesia right now like our president is very adamant in like making sure that indonesians are proud to be indonesian we're doing a lot of things ourselves and like we don't have to look elsewhere to for this because we can do it ourselves at home kind of thing and i feel like that kind of righteous patriotism is one of the keys finally being able to look into us and say that i love me you know I don't have to mm-hmm. follow those Western standards that are pretty much outdated mm-hmm. right now. I think thanks to social media, understanding that white supremacy is just a myth. And it's like, you know, mm-hmm. knowing that all this time we've been looking at a role model that is not really a role model. You know, they're just humans mm-hmm. at the end of the day. You know, yeah, they mm-hmm. have like, what, hundreds of years ahead of us in terms of advancement technologically, maybe because they were the colonizers. You know what I mean? We didn't colonize anybody just because... They have hundreds of years, or not, maybe not even hundreds of years. I would say like decades ahead of us. Doesn't mean we cannot grow as as to be where they are now. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, all this like idea that white people, for example, are still better than us. It's something that is, I think, roughly said is that it doesn't come from just like an average Joe on the street. You know what I mean? This is something that mm-hmm. is like put into this person or like into these people because by something bigger you know we don't know what it is it could be the media it could be like the government it could, it could be a lot of things exactly yeah. Yeah, something that is more powerful than we thought like something that is dark and powerful and is up there because at the end of the day i feel like everybody just wants to be happy i don't believe that a poor white farmer for example because this is true like not mm-hmm. all white people are rich no like there's a lot of poor people in America. There are, a lot of them are white too do you think this poor farmer wants anything but like happiness? Of course not. They just want happiness. You don't really understand what it is to be a racist, but they're just racist because mm-hmm. let's say Donald Trump targets these people, you know, wants them to feel like they're better than everybody else. Kind mm-hmm. of thing. So at the end of the day, it's always a work of something that is bigger and darker that mm-hmm. I feel like it's very hard for us to touch. So mm-hmm. us being like the people at the bottom here, you know, the majority, we can only like, teach each other, learn from each other, mm-hmm. and, like, race awareness. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. It's very hard to dismantle this kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. I think it's very important for everyone to learn to respect each other. Like, why are people racist? Why are people being disrespectful to another person? Like, 
it doesn't even make sense. Like, why would you punch someone's face? Why would you like mass shooting in a public area? It just doesn't make sense. Like, is it just a state of mental health? Why are people doing this? I think it's really important to like be humble, no matter what race you are, whether you're white, whether you're Chinese, whether you think that you're in a higher status in a social hierarchy. You just need to learn to. Be humble and respect each other. I think it's really important to have. I think it's just basic manners. I think if we can find a root cause of what drives these hate crimes and what drives these people to look at a stranger and be like, "Hmm, I can harm this person." Mm. I think if we can figure that out, we wouldn't be facing this problem today. So I think we can't do anything about everything that has happened. Up to today,、mm-hmm. but moving forward, there's a lot that we can do. We can try and raise awareness. We can educate other people. When I, when I say educate other people, it it is hard as well because I do find that while there are a lot of people that are intentionally racist and they know that they are being racist and are not afraid to admit that they're racist,、mm-hmm. there are also this other group of people who are not aware that they're racist. They are just oblivious、mm-hmm. or they are just not. Aware, basically.、Mm-hmm. So it is our job to raise awareness in these people to make sure that they know what is right and what is wrong. I'll be more than happy to tell them, like, how can you help other people as well? We can't sit here and pretend that we haven't been oblivious before. Because I will hold my hand up and say that I have been oblivious before. I have been uneducated before. But it is the difference between willingness to learn and just. Being ignorant, and I think it's our job and our responsibility for the future generations to try and change that one person at a time.、Mm-hmm. I think a lot of it has has got to do with like the inconvenience and discomfort of like learning something new, especially unlearning.、Mm-hmm. Unlearning is so hard. Like whenever you've already like been taught the same thing since. Forever since you were、mm-hmm. very very young, and then suddenly you realize that it is all wrong, and A lot of people don't want to go through that discomfort.、Mm-hmm. It doesn't feel good to be wrong. You know what I mean?、Mm-hmm. And I feel like a lot of it also has got to do with mental health. I know、mm-hmm. I don't want to use mental health as an excuse to like commit all these、mm-hmm. bad things. But at the same time, like I said, you know, at, at the end of the day, people just want to be happy and live like a you know a simple like normal life. I feel like at the same time. It's a lot of things are taken away from them. I know the pandemic has affected everybody, like you know, one way or another, and they just need something to like blame. I think someone mentioned that it was just you, Jessica. I think it's like you said that they just want to blame it on somebody. You know, it's like the easiest thing to do. People fear, and I think like I could argue that fear probably is one of the earliest feeling that human、mm-hmm. race ever feels. You know what I mean? Like they fear something and. This fear comes from a lot of things. Like you know, like they fear that they can never have their normal life back, right? And then they just have to like blame it on something because they know this doesn't come from them. And how can I blame someone so that I feel better about myself? You know, this is not me. And it doesn't do anything. Obviously, that's why it's got something to do with mental health. Because when you're mindful, when you're like there and present, you understand that this is no one to blame to. You know, to blame、hmm. for. This is just. Scientifically, a virus that、mm-hmm. it has somehow managed to figure out how to multiply themselves really quickly and be contagious. You know, this is not、mm-hmm. someone's fault, but 
it's hard to do that because like how am I going to blame a virus right Mm -hmm. it doesn't give me any sort of solace you know what I mean Mm -hmm. but like blaming people like being able to like transfer my anger and unhappiness and fear physically onto someone probably gives some some of these people like relief Mm -hmm. but that's wrong Uh, obviously this is not right but it is very natural for people to feel that way I mean I'm not sure if I can preach about this but like you know I believe in taking care of mental health very important to do so because I feel like a lot of people just lacks compassion for each other because I don't know since when but like we think about ourselves a lot just us Mm -hmm. very self-centered and I feel Mm -hmm. like it's very easy to let that fear inside of because we fear a lot of things right and then like do things without thinking about other people and maybe we would like when we are not happy we would be like screaming to our pillow Mm -hmm. but if we take it to a different level and you're not happy and you happen to have a gun and you go around and shoot people Mm -hmm. that's like the the level of things that actually Mm -hmm. happen it's all based on the same thing so at the end of the day it's just being open-minded to the discomfort and the inconvenience of learning and unlearning things right now i can only do so much by helping people that i know around me and i just want to like go back to the model more the myth being that some people that wants to uphold that myth and thinking that it is true we are the better minority you know and, and that is so wrong and i don't understand these people you know they want to like close their ears like uh we live in a comfortable like environment i'm quite wealthy for example i come from a very privileged background and i am good at studying you know i went to harvard my mom and dad are mm-hmm. so and so is that there's nothing i can do kind of thing you just have to do better i want my asian people to like be angry about this mm-hmm. and not feel like not trying to drag your mom candice but like mm-hmm. i understand she comes from a different era but like i don't want our youth to feel that way mm-hmm. it's time to like be open-minded and no longer say like racism is excusable because we happen to be in a different country kind of thing. Mm-hmm. What do you think we can do to help? If somebody listening is an Eastern Asian person living in a Western country and they are feeling afraid right now and they are feeling scared, they're feeling tired of all this, what do you suggest them to do? I, I don't think I can educate other people, but I think it's really important for us to realize that this is an issue and this is happening right now and it's so close to us because I feel like a lot of our generation that would ignore this just because that it didn't happen to them and that is not right and I think it's really important to emphasize and talk to each other or even talk to whoever you come across and just share your thoughts and know what other people are thinking and I think government and like whoever that has bigger authority should strengthen policing of the hate crimes and also um, offer support to these communities or the victims and social media platforms as well like Instagram would they block the contents of like people who are spreading racist comments or not I think it's really important for people who has like more power to do things I think in a personal level I, I don't think I can change the world but like I can change people around me bits by bits I think step by step yeah I mean imagine if everybody has the same thought right like you just help people around you and then the world is changing <laughs> and ideally I do but 
you know, there are a lot of things that we can do. Um, we can amplify the voices that are already mm. louder than us, right? Like if you're too shy, if you're not someone who like to talk on social media, for example, mm-hmm. then you can help those people that are already doing that for a living, for example, amplify their, their voices because there's so many great Asian activists all over the world. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm pretty sure in UK there's a lot of them too. So amplify their voices, share their their social media posts, for example, as simple as, you know, retweet. Because believe it or not, it sounds like, oh my God, it's social media. But like, I learn a lot from social media and everybody else does too. This is like something that most people spend a lot of their time on, you know what mm-hmm. I mean? From my work, for example, right? My company happens to have what we call support groups, you know, and recently they just created what is called an AAPI and allies. That's where they share a lot of resources. Um, and because the company is supporting it, you know, there's a lot of funding that comes into it too, right? Like, for example, if you want to do this volunteer, the company will actually put their money and let people, you know, sign up for the volunteer work. And one of the things that I recently signed up, which is something really cute, in my opinion, is sending letters and like video letters if you want to to seniors in senior citizen homes that are Asians basically so like giving them you know a lot of encouragement that everything is okay because yeah they're old but they still watch tv they still know what's going on you know obviously they're scared not just for themselves but for their family they're out there right so I'm gonna do that I think that's really nice you know like a sweet gesture mm-hmm. it's not necessarily like defending them physically but you mm-hmm. know giving them a sense of like mental strength mm-hmm. um and also other things such as the new Disney Princess Raya. Mm, yeah. You guys heard of it? Yeah. So that kind of thing. Like it's a really good move from Disney. Kind of portraying Asian, especially Southeast Asian, right? Like as being strong and like resilient, you know, like mm-hmm. the first time I watched Brave, I was like, oh, wow, she was like this really badass character who like was not interested in charming princess, but mm-hmm you know, wanting to achieve her dream. And I feel like Raya is like that. Asian represents, mm-hmm. right? Basically, break all those stereotypes about Asian mm-hmm. people, especially Asian women. You know, like we can start mm-hmm. from us, like stop mm-hmm. wanting to be sexualized. Whenever people mm-hmm. sexualize you and thinking it's just mm-hmm. a joke, especially coming from people around you, like your friends. Mm-hmm. It's just not right. Yeah, like shut them up. Like don't be their slave. <laughs> In other words, you know, it sounds almost literal. Yeah. But, um, don't be afraid to speak up as well. Don't be afraid to speak up. And for me, who's now married to a white man, I ne- I always have this conversation with him. This is something that is active between us. He's extremely supportive and he's definitely an ally, but just because he's a decent human being, not because he's some- someone special. But he makes me sick. You know, there are some things that he would say that he realizes coming from a place of ignorance. So he's open to hear what I have to say. Disagreements, maybe a little bit of like arguments couples but like i'm not gonna shut up start from where you are right start Mm -hmm. from yourself your home and then people around you so even if it's your parents sometimes it's very very uncomfortable i know but like you don't have to be mad at them you know just Mm -hmm. like let them know because at the end of the day you can't change people you can only inspire them to change themselves so yeah i think that's really what we can do now in terms of like stopping the violence from happening if you want to do concrete work contact your Local governments. I know this sounds, oh, do I really, I mean, do I really help by doing that? It does. For example, we have a DA in San Francisco. He has a bad rep right now. A lot of people doesn't like him because he's just not doing a really good job in like maintaining the safety mm-hmm. in the city. And a lot of people are throwing around petitions and like letters to like 
the government basically trying to like get him replaced by somebody else, you know, because maybe it requires a real concrete action for us to be to make sure that the environment is safe for everyone, not just for Asian people, but like everyone, right? <laughs> so it's a lot of things to do, but obviously there's no expectation for you to do everything. It could be overwhelming. So make sure you also take a break. The most important thing is for us to be healthy here first, right? When she says here, she's pointing at her brain. So mental health. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I'm pointing at my head. (laughs) Like, I, you know, this stresses me out sometimes. You know, I get really angry and um, it could be a little bit, you know, I, I try to contemplate longer before posting my rage on like social media. But sometimes I just feel like, I can't take it anymore, you know, like I have to say something. I realize that sometimes there are days I feel like I'm on my third espresso cups, even though I didn't bring any coffee, you know, because <laughs> I'm just so stressed out up here, you know, with all this thing happening. Take a deep breath, you know, try to like <laughs> practice mindfulness on a personal level first. Mm-hmm. And then hopefully we can inspire other people to do that. I think small steps are better than no steps, especially now that, are, that we have platforms to voice our opinions we all of us have instagrams all of us have facebooks it is a very good platform to share our thoughts share Mm -hmm. our experiences and even if you post something and even if it inspires a change in one person that is better than nothing the worst thing we can do right now is to not speak up yeah and do nothing that's i mean we we don't have to change the world we probably can't change the world it takes more than a podcast or a group of friends to change the world mm-hmm. but i think what's most important is that we leave the world a better place than when we found it yeah if only being kind is common sense i know right <laughs> how is that how is that tough to understand yeah it's so bizarre to me that some people behave the way they behave because it just doesn't compute what drives you to wake up one morning and bring your gun to like a spa and shoot people are you crazy are they sick do they need help yeah they are crazy are they just so full of hatred Mm. it it baffles me like you said kindness should be it should be like autopilot for people you know like if, if everyone practices kindness the world would be such a better place and it could be like something that is very inherent to that person. Again, not trying to justify or anything, but like we're lucky enough to yeah. be in this mental state right now. I'm not saying that we don't have problems in our life, but like some people are brought up in a very toxic environment. And you know how frail our mental health is really. And a lot of people fall into this hole Mm-hmm. and doesn't see the light at all mm-hmm. you know and they don't operate like us so it's a really complex problem because like how do you cure those people maybe there's no cure to that right like we can only do better like maybe if you have a kid try to raise them with kindness as well so they would become you know the kind of mm-hmm. the kind person that you want them to be things like that you know we can only start from here because mm-hmm. come on like mm-hmm. on bad days we can also be mean imagine this that actually grew up or like maybe was put through a lot of pain in their life it's very difficult to want to be kind be present exactly to be kind Mm -hmm. not trying to justify violence especially that shooting that person sucks but did he not say that he was like having a bad day or something yeah the sheriff or something was like he was just having a really bad day or something it was a bad day for him 
as if that is an, even an excuse. Or even a decent thing to say. Like, how, how did you even say that? Like, yeah, that was so funny. That <laughs> That is so true. Like, he did say he had a bad day. Oh, my goodness. The worst thing you can ever say about a person mm-hmm. murdering eight people. Those people that are now dead have family members grieving and nobody can ever take them back to them. It's very sad. Yeah. I think reading those stuff when they're finally humanized, like these are not just dead people. These are these were once a mom, you know, a dad, a brother. It's like, mm. what? Mm. You know, so weird. I think the whole racism thing, I think it's very important for us to realize that it's not us Asians against the white. It's not a certain skin color against another skin color. It's not black against white. It's not yellow against white or anything like that i think it's more like racist against non-racist and we need to emphasize that we all need to stand together i mean asians obviously need to stand together but we all need to stand together against the hate crime anti-asian hate thing i agree we have to know why racism even started in the first place right like it's a work of humans and who are these humans very difficult to trace Mm -hmm. back but how many years ago were we just caved people like people living in caves like they didn't just like say if my skin is darker than yours i'm inferior you know or if my eyes happen to be smaller than yours i'm inferior there's no such thing this is a work of like intelligent powerful but bad people we don't know who they are but you know Mm -hmm. corruption back then (laughs) for me personally i have been a victim of that definitely like growing up i've always regarded white people as superior idolize them think that oh they're so cool i think it was just like probably my obsession to british peers (laughs) but it definitely impacted me you know because in what you see in movies oh they're so cool they're like you know they're so beautiful it's just images and ideas that are planted in me when i was younger that have caused me to think that way if you break it down it all boils down to education like how you were brought up the news article that you consume people that you talk to it all boils down to your environment as well so like sharon said not trying to justify people that are violent trying to understand where they come from yeah trying to understand as well yeah exactly right i guess that's it for today thank you sharon for spending your time with us today um and sharing your thoughts with us please subscribe follow and like us on apple Podcasts and spotify share it with your friends and also follow us on instagram page two pills in a pod don't forget to visit our website www.twopillsinapod.com you will be able to find the show notes to this episode in the episode section and we will also include links and resources to everything we have talked about in this episode and also platforms you can go to if you want to help or donate. And we'll see you then on the next episode. Bye! Bye! Subscribe!